재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Sweden is considering to expel up to 80,000 people who applied for asylum in the country last year. Most people know Sweden is one of the most welcoming countries for refugees. It's taken in the largest number of refugees in relation to its population, and it has received a total more than 160,000 asylum seekers. So this latest decision to expel uh, some of these asylum seekers, a, a big number, we're trying to get an understanding of this and to help us out uh, with that understanding. Very pleased to have from the Department of Political Science at the University of Gothenburg, Professor Jonas Hinforce. Hello? Hello, hi. Well, thank you for joining us, Professor. Uh, most people know Sweden is a very friendly country. It is uh, very refugee-friendly. Uh, first, can you describe that, um, I guess, what people would consider open-door policy for asylum seekers? Right, yeah. Well, I'm... I'm... Quite some decades now, people has Sweden has applied a a, a rather open door policy uh, concerning asylum seekers. It's been um, if you are granted asylum, you have been given permanent residentship, uh, and the right to seek asylum has been sort of very very well established. And this has been backed up primarily from I mean, if you if you think about left parties, right parties. Um, previously, more from parties to the left, but over the last maybe 10, 15 years also from the parties to the right. So there's been kind of a general consensus that um, the open-door policy is, you know, it's good for Sweden and it's also morally right. Mm. Now, when we hear the news about 80,000 people uh, who applied for asylum uh, may be expelled, it it sounds like a uh, reversal of policy is that not the case oh <laughs> yes and no well first um uh, it's not um that they're going to expel 80,000 asylum seekers but um the, the, the goal is on so the new policies that those who have applied for asylum and have had their applications rejected that they have to leave the country. That was always the policy, but it was never implemented. And if you look at over the last couple of years, and especially since last summer, uh, the government has sort of um, reiterated that the policy is actually that those who have their applications rejected are to have to leave the country. Mm. And this is now sort of a reiteration of a policy that was never implemented. So in se- it's, it's really more of a logistical type of policy then, right? You you applied for asylum, you did not get your application approved, and therefore you have to geographically uh, remove yourself from that country, and that, that that in and of itself shouldn't be considered too controversial, right? Yeah, yeah. in many ways it's, it's not controversial. It's, it's, the, the problem now is, of course, how you're going to go about doing it. Because um, some people sort of, um, they sort of... <laughs> go sort of below the radar, they sort of disappear. Mm. There's no uh, procedure on how to uh, actually deal with those people who have their applications rejected. How, I, I, do you have to put them in camps or how, to, how do you monitor them? There is nothing in that, of that in place. And so it's rather, it, maybe not the policy as such that is perhaps con- uncontroversial or controversial. It's more the means that are discussed uh, on how to implement it. 
in terms of the means and how to implement it, uh, you're not going to find 80,000 uh, asylum seekers and, and try to and, and expel them from the country. It's just simply real unrealistic, right? Uh, maybe I'm not the person to, to test how realistic it is, but, but I, I suppose I can sort of on safe, be on safe ground if you say that it, it's, it's, it's quite daunting, it's quite challenging, and it probably is not realistic. And, and so far, when um, the government um, uh, has... Uh, come back with these uh, sort of statements as of last week that 80,000 are to be expelled. Uh, they've been rather vague in how to actually go about doing it. So it is probably impossible. Uh, and But what, what they're trying to do is obviously they're trying to um, uh, somehow monitor those people who uh, are rejected. Uh, they will uh, allocate more um, resources to the police um, in order for the police to be able to um, monitor people, whatever that means. But mm. it's rather vague, and, and everyone is wary that, OK, we can't have too many checks and we can't have controls based on, let's say, ethnicity. If someone looks foreign, could right. then the police just ask them, could, could I see your papers? And that is sort of a no-go area. So, mm. so, but if you do, then you enter sensitive territory. Yeah, I mean, uh, racial profiling, again, a big issue in other racial countries. Exactly. And that has been discussed, uh, I mean, a couple of years ago, uh, the, uh, there was a, the, um, the Stockholm police uh, had a project where they uh, sort of went into the Stockholm underground, the subway, and, and what was alleged, and probably it was also racial profiling, people sort of were asked about their papers and sort of, sort of outside uh, established procedure and there was a big political row and this was maybe mm. two uh, three years ago so if that comes back policies like that that is uh, very likely to trigger off very, sort of big, big uh, tensions between the parties and and sort of a big debate in the country a country like Germany, uh, also alongside Sweden, uh, winning, uh, I guess, uh, uh, praise from non-European countries for their uh, generous uh, refugee or asylum policies. They've also moved to uh, toughen or uh, strengthen some of the uh, standards in terms of allowing people in. Uh, we've talked about Sweden's case of trying to expel uh, the 80,000 who have not had their uh, applications met. But aside from all of that, has there been a sort of, and we've been commenting on the political undercorn of people who have been sort of resentful of this uh, uh, and an and, uh, emergence of a more far-right uh, type of political thought process. Is that also something that's a factor in a lot of the countries who have been very uh, generous in their refugee policies? Uh, yes, I think that, especially, I mean, certainly so in, in, in terms of Sweden and Denmark, where you have uh, in Denmark a very strong uh, far-right um, um, party in Sweden, where uh, we since 2010 have a far-right party, and which is even stronger in 2014. So that is one factor, yes, the presence and sort of the threat that far-right parties are going to attract more voters, and, 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 put, and, and they're constantly putting these issues on the agenda. Uh, because in, in, there is also another factor, and at least this is what uh, the current uh, Social Democratic Green Party minority government, and it is a minority government, so they are sort of under, under pressure, mm. but their claim is um, that the sheer volumes of people um, applying for asylum this, um, uh, the, this, in, in the autumn uh, were so high that 
that the authorities just couldn't cope, that, that um, um, the uh, migration agency couldn't cope, you couldn't, uh, uh, there weren't sufficient um, beds to put people in when they apply. You know, immediately you are entitled to somewhere to, to, to sleep uh, and to uh, deal with the um, applications and the municipalities who later on are allocated the refugees, uh, the um, asylum seekers, uh, were sort of constantly complaining that they had insufficient resources, etc. So there is a kind of a practical element to it, so that's one important factor. And then the other element is probably um, the sort of the menace from the far right, where you have to, where uh, the, the established parties have become sort of more wary that, okay, we have to deal with these issues, and they have sort of tightened their policies. And this is so in Sweden, but the, which was sort of a very recent phenomenon. You've seen it in Denmark many, many years ago, actually, right. and, and, right. uh, but not so much in Germany. But now you have a kind of a knock-on effect. Sweden tightened, Denmark tightens, and Germany has tightened its policies. Yeah, some interesting analysis indeed. Professor, that's all the time we have, but thank you very much for joining us. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you. Soul City News up next.